Hello. Welcome to uh, the third episode of the Memory Two Brains podcast. Um, the time is flying by. Yeah. Normally it's our third week already. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, we'll just discuss in the name mm. and if people understand it. Oh uh, yeah, I think you know because I, I think it's sort of. <laughs> it's so good. I don't want to be. It sounds like a thing on its own, doesn't it? Yeah. If we were to mansplain the title, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does it come from, Rob? Um, sorry, I've got a, a cough sweat in my mouth. Um, it's uh, from the the Steve Martin film, The Man with Two Brains. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, it's yeah, it's one of the best films ever made. I think. So. I'd agree with that. I think yeah, I, I, not one that I watched a lot growing up, but oh, recently, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. recently I rewatched it, and yeah, it's it's, it's amazing, it's brilliant, absolutely yeah. amazing. Steve yeah. Martin sort of gets um, poo pooed a lot. Recently. He does now, but he has done a lot of evil. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, evil in the scheme. Okay, yeah, evil. Yeah, yeah. maybe not. Maybe not evil. Dross. He does yeah. a lot of dross. Yeah. but like I don't know. I I think when. If you were to go back and look at the, some of the stuff he did do when he was in his prime, he's like he's he's up there with the best of them, you know. He's oh, fantastic. easily, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a big fan. The man with, man with two brains, I like. Uh, I think I probably prefer the jerk. That's oh, easy. I prefer the man with two brains. The jerk yeah. is amazing, though. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah they're both good, I think. But, yeah. yeah, but man with two brains has got some hilarious bits in them. In it. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, Dead Men Never Wear Plaid as well. I'm, I've You've not th- seen that. I might have. I might have watched it when I was younger, but I don't remember it now. I keep saying I I'm going to yeah. lend it to you. I'll, mm. have to, I'll have to find it so you can watch it. Yeah, but, I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really like his stand up as well. Have you seen? Have you? Oh yeah, I've got one of his albums. Nothing about him here somewhere. Let's get, yeah, yeah. Let's get small. Is that the name yeah. of it? Yeah, I've I think got, so. I've got it somewhere. I yeah. have that on twelve uh, inch vinyl. Yeah, that's why I've, I've got it yeah, the vinyl. Yeah. yeah, I've got the vinyl. Yeah, I don't know where it's, it's the from. one. The cover is him with the balloon model hat. Is that oh no, one? it's not that one. Uh, um, okay, I think it's up here. Uh, oh, whoops! It's the Earth Mass album. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, Earth Mass, Rob. <laughs> oh, Wild and Crazy Guy. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Look how much it cost me. Forty nine p. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the value today. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good picture of him playing guitar. Yeah. He was just so, so good. Have, yeah. you, have you read his autobiography? I have. Um, I don't think I finished it, actually, but I have. Oh, man, you yeah. should. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I didn't read it. I got the audio book. Is it read by him? Read by him. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic, and he does little sort of um, stings on the banjo between oh, the, wow. the yeah, chapters. Oh, wow, yeah, It's really, really good. That sounds amazing. It's sort of, I was talking to, about this to a friend recently. We were talking about how it's sort of, it's obviously massaged. To make it into a good narrative, yeah, but it's so good it doesn't matter. It's like yeah, I think it's you can, a really good. I think most most like, autobiographies are like that. Though, oh, right? they've got autobiographies, yeah, 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 they've got to be. But he mm. was he's a fascinating character. Like he started off the stuff of him like starting off in Disneyland, yeah, doing magic tricks and stuff like mm. that, and then going from that into comedy was was fantastic. It's amazing, yeah. It's amazing. one of those ones that really has like um, little sort of nuggets of advice in there as well, like. Um, you, pro- you may or may not know that Rob and I, we put on comedy shows every now and then. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, like one of the things that I remember when we first started doing stuff in his opening chapter of, of Born Standing Up, he talks about how if you're going to be successful at a gig, you've got to get people in the dark and make them comfortable or they're not yeah. going to laugh. That's yeah, yeah. so true. Like you're, mm. You've really got to control the environment if you want to make it the best. It's true. Well, I think this is a good... Uh... 
again, we can like, talking about things that we're nerdy about. It's sort yeah. of the idea of this podcast. I think comedy is definitely one of those things that we're both very yeah. nerdy about. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And yeah. there, I think the the thing exists of the comedy nerd. You know, yeah, you can definitely spot, you can spot definitely gigs, does, yeah. in particular in in the, the the signing line of a Richard Herring gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, well, when we were in Edinburgh last year. Um, I kept seeing people that I thought was our friend Liam Sullivan, <laughs> but because everyone looked like yeah. him, <laughs> it, there, there's a look, isn't there? Yeah. Like, um, it's probably checked shirt and uh, like nerdy pop culture reference T-shirt. You yeah, know, yeah, that, that would be a comedy. Geek, what are you were wearing, Stein? I'm wearing a checked shirt and a nerdy pop culture <laughs> reference T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. but I remember, I remember um, when I saw Richard Herring live. Must have been the first time I'd seen him live. Mm. I think I saw. Um, we're all going to die at uh, Bloomsbury, mm. and I queued up and got signed yeah, yeah. by him afterwards. And I remember like looking at the queue and going, "Oh yeah, they're the guys that would have watched Fist of Fun." Yeah, yeah. And then they got there and produced the Fist of Fun album for him to sign. I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it is um, yeah, there is definitely is a, a specific type of nerd. I think. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, it, I, 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 I probably everything like that has its sort of type of nerd doesn't it or, or yeah. nerd, nerds that like obsess about it but you can definitely spot comedy nerds <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> um what got you into comedy then what was like the um gateway? i remember being like again probably teenage years but that's the crucible where all these things are formed. Yeah, yeah. like uh, the paramount channel used to do uh they used to do the comedy store stuff do you remember that yeah and they show they would show like three or four acts doing 20 minutes in segments mm. i remember watching a hell of a lot of that any any like particular acts um, like stuck i remember adam bloom being really oh, impressed wow, yeah, with yeah. adam bloom um paul zen like oh, right. yeah, he yeah, used yeah. to do like the, club magic yeah, yeah, yeah he is the guy who just won america's got ta- no, no no that's that's um that's well, the say, like, yeah because i was like that's not uh, something to be proud is that, of because uh, <laughs> who's paul is his name paul zen do you remember him he was like a sort of uh, oh the name is ringing a bell Northern but I'm like, magician he generally oh, yeah, wore like a black no, leather yeah. jacket i've really just i mean all the any comedy nerds listening now are like I've well, my, my, like, well, my because I, I know the guy that you mean with the ventriloquist puppet yeah. as well, but I think he might be called Zenon as well, but I don't know. But anyway, he used to do sets. He would like put a pint glass in a, a pool. Yeah, no, yeah, I do know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mickey Flanagan. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him do sets on that in like uh, the 90s and mm. finding him really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of my first revelations that like seeing, because when, when I started getting back into it, it was probably mm. around about the time that Mikey Flanagan got really, really big. Yeah. And I remember connecting those dots and mm. being, well, like, oh, Christ, he was doing this like 15 years ago. Yeah. And it took him that long to get yeah. big. And like that, that's something yeah. you hear a lot, that it takes you 10 years to be any good at it. And, you know, probably 15 or 20 before you can actually start <laughs> living off it, you know? Um, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I got, you? Yeah, well, me, I, well, I got into, again, well, stand-up comedy, I was, mm. um, it was, well, comedy in general, I think, maybe first, would be, like, just all the programmes that were on, so my brother would re- had all the young ones on tape. Oh, yeah, yeah, same and way it, older brother had Yeah, those, and it's yeah. sort of, again, it's a, it's a bit of a cliche, just, like, the young ones is what did it, but it was, like, the young ones and um, Bottom, and, again, like, Fist of Fun, my brother yeah. used to record fist of fun used to watch that um and and all the other stuff like that that era you know then the far show and yeah the far show was great yeah the far right, show yeah. um father ted father, that yeah. sort of you know that sort of mid to late 90s stuff um it was a weird sort of 
turn, wasn't it? It felt like that was a yeah. It felt like that was a thing in the same way that alternative comedy. Was yeah, but I don't know if that's just because we were, you know, like yeah. teenagers at the time. That's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah. but also I, I think there was a genuine shift around yeah. there. Like when the Far Show said, "Oh, actually, yeah. we just need the punchlines." Yeah, I think maybe you know? it was like TV comedy. I don't really know about stand up at that time. Really. No, I, I, wasn't, I wouldn't yeah. really know. Yeah, I, but, I wouldn't really know enough about it at that time. But, but TV comedy, I reckon. But the program that really. Like the sitcom that really like got me, and I always describe it as my young ones. I know I just said the young ones, but the one that, that sort of really got me was Spaced. Spaced. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Because I remember seeing the adverts for it. Yeah. On Channel Four, and thinking that looks brilliant. Watching it, I watched every single one when it was on. Yeah. I and it was like it was made for me. Yeah. Basically, yeah. like it was full of references to the Evil Dead and Judge Dredd or whatever yeah. and things, and it was just like. Yeah, that pro, like, it just, yeah. It was fucking amazing. A profound effect. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it still is great. Like, I rewatched it all in, that. like, a day yeah. um, a little while ago, and, yeah, it, amazing. I, I, I had a similar thing. I remember watching, and it's a point of pride for me, that yeah. I watched that first episode on Transmission. Yeah, so, yeah, every yeah. single one yeah. following that. Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I must have been, when, what year did that That was out? 99 it came out. Yeah, so it I was, must have been 15, It yeah. was the year before the Matrix and the new Star Wars film came out. Of course. Yeah, which were both sort of talked about in the second series. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, um, yeah, I must have been 15, 14 or 15 when uh, it came out. Yeah, we're born in the same year, aren't we? Yeah, 84, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was probably about that age. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I was probably about the same yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that and, uh, yeah, I think that was at my peak of being obsessed with comedy. And I remember like, thinking, yeah, I'd love to do that. Well, again, yeah. I always, even from when I was a little kid, I always wanted to do stand-up comedy. Always wanted to. Really? Always. Yeah. Um, um, it was one of those things that was sort of, it was so unobtainable. It just oh, didn't yeah. seem like it was something to be able to do. Do you know what I mean? I lived yeah. in a tiny town, you know, arse end of nowhere, really. Yeah. Like, you just, it's... Well, same, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, it was a... It, it's a weird thing, you know. I, the stand-up I really got into was Harry Hill, um, and that was before Harry Hill was on Channel Four. Okay. He used to be on, I think it was called Saturday Live. Oh right. He used to do a thing every week on that. Um, yeah, I never watched any of that. I, completely, yeah. I, I was only aware of him when he started doing the Harry Hill show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I used to stay up to watch him on my little telly in my room because I just, I was obsessed with Harry Hill. <laughs> Um, no bad thing yeah, yeah and then um, he, I met him before we did Channel the Channel 4 thing I met him at some event thing somewhere that I happened to be at as a teenager yeah and I met him and I again just like fucking hell Harry oh, I've still got his autograph upstairs Amazing. pinned on my notice board <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> and then he started doing the Channel 4 program the Harry Hill show and me and my dad used to watch that religiously like we would you know it was like he was incredible. He still yeah, is. You know, he yeah. just doesn't do it much anymore. No. Um, he, he. I have. I had the same. For me, I put. I put them in a similar camp. But right, Reeves and Mortimer were all my. Oh, all my yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I just used to fall about laughing watching. Same, them. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Shooting stars, smell of Reeves and Mortimer. They. That for me, yeah. those three seasons: the two of of smell of and yeah. the one of Bang Bang. Or no, it's yeah. two of Bang Bang, one of smell of. Those three, they are perfect. Yeah. The, some of the stuff in that is just mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, like the, the stuff like um, Bob Mortimer singing his song in the jar. Or yeah, like yeah, the fact when they've got a pub in the desk and they just start <laughs> yeah. like just incredible um, stuff. Yeah, no, no, no Reeves and Mortimer, 
a big a big one for me as well. I think mm. really. Um, Rings of Mortimer. Um, other, 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 again, it's sort of weird to think other just other programs all at that time yeah. like that sort of. And again, I know people talk about it a lot when it comes to Lee and Herring, but the fact that this morning with Richard not Judy was on on a Sunday afternoon, yeah, like or a Sunday morning or whatever, like that is mind blowing. Yeah, when you really think about that when you yeah you when you rewatch it now and look at the kind yeah. of stuff they were doing, yeah. And they say because they've spoke about quite a lot, of, um, they say how like just because no one no one, no one cared about it, so they <laughs> basically it's not like they were they were let. They were allowed to do stuff. There's no one checked. No. no one checked. I can imagine that is the case. Yeah, and I mean that is amazing. And that again, and you say about you know there's a certain type of comedy nerd that you see at a Richard Herring gig. Yeah, I think a lot of that is because that program was on on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you know, it's like something you can discover, isn't it? And it's yeah. Like, why is not why why does no one know about and a, this? And a big or, part yeah. of it is sort of when you you get to that point where you like comedy that your parents don't get. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is a, it's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, the same with music, though, isn't it? You know, yeah. when you, you you discover like a certain type of music that is your yeah. thing. It's the same, definitely the same with comedy. If you're into comedy, um, and my my dad has always had a very similar sense of humour to me, anyway. Mm. But um, but I thought, oh yeah, it was. You always get that thing. It's like that tiles. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, and that I think that's a big part of anything nerdy. Yes, yeah. you feel like it belongs to you. Yeah, it's made for you. You know, mm. um, which is why people can get so angry when it deviates from that. You know, that's but, true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel a massive sense of ownership over things like space. Yeah, yeah. Or Reeves and Morton, Well, again, the know? thing with space is what I quite like because I again I know you said you feel, you feel ownership on it, but I. I sort of do as well, but when you see Simon Pegg in, you know, he was in the last Star Wars film yeah. and stuff. It's I don't I imagine there'd be some people that would be like, well, when I used to like him before he was. No, I feel no, like no. that is amazing. That's yeah. like I feel like almost proud. Like yeah, same. It's when like... you watch like, I remember seeing Shaun of the Dead at the cinema, and just being, just my mind blown. Basically, yeah. just like. That was an incredible film. This film is so good. I went to see it three times at the cinema. <laughs> um, and again, like again, like when Space came out, thinking that is made for me. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead was a similar thing because it was, you know, it was a zombie movie, and I was, I know, very much into the old Romero zombie films, yeah. and you know, the Italian ones. And then there being, you know, it was almost, it was like the music, and it was shot like a John Carpenter film. It was almost like, like especially the last act of that film when they're in the pub. Oh. It's you know it's like the, it looks like the thing, yeah, and it it's like a John Carpenter film, and again my favourite director of all time is John Carpenter, <laughs> and and yeah it just reminded me of those old John Carpenter films and it reminded me of Space and it reminded me of everything that I love. Yeah. It was just it was it was almost like you know it was overwhelming. When I saw <laughs> Dead. No, I can agree with that. Yeah. It was, it's such a good film, and like I think it does. One of the things I love about comedy is it sort of it kind of. It, it tells you stuff about you without telling you. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. think a really good stand-up will um, tell you a story about themselves and you'll end up thinking about your behaviour because of theirs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's sort of similar to what Space does yeah. and their films in respect of that where they, they're, they're talking about stuff that they love and they're doing mm. it because they love to do it and that comes across and you feel even more, you know... Um, in love with it because it's stuff that you love as well it's true know? yeah it definitely makes a lot of sense mm. um yeah um and again and then all the films that like edgar wright and 
Simon Pegg and, and Nick Frost and things have done together, the World's End and Hot Fuzz, just all fantastic. Like. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the stuff that Edgar Wright, you know, Edgar Wright did, uh, Scott Pilgrim, which I think is the closest thing to Spaced he's done since Spaced. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. I think it's something to do with those characters in that world. They're yeah. more like Tim and Daisy. Than... It is very, again, it's basically, it's, like, it's almost Spaced with a budget sort yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, yeah. you, No, you're right. I'd not thought about yeah. that before, but Scott, Scott Pilgrim is an incredible film and it's such a shame it flopped. Or well, yeah. it didn't flop, but didn't make but as didn't, much money because, because well, it is a hard sell. I think you know. Is it like when you watch that film? Every scene in that film has something different about it, or some little added thing he's done with it. You yeah, know? but you, yeah, that is true. But again, those they're so quick, and what yeah. Edgar Wright does with those films, just again, they're so multi-layered. It's like Simpsons times ten. Well, that's it. You the know, speed of it, it has that multi-layeredness of like the Simpsons, but it's like an action movie that is. Turned up on like fast forward, you yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah, bang, 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 bang. I think one of the, I remember listening to one of the commentaries when they were talking about the DVDs of Space. Mm. Is like they like to make things um, that hold up to repeat viewings. Yeah, you know, so they purposefully make their films knowing that people were going to watch, watch them, them again. over and over yeah. again, and that works. You yeah, know, the amount of times I've rewatched Space or Shaun of the Dead. Oh god, and yeah. it's it's still been as enjoyable because there's yeah. always something else going on. You know. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met them once. Did you? Told you that? No, you yeah, haven't told yeah, me yeah. that. They did a. They would when the space special edition DVDs coming out. They came out. They did a signing at Forbidden Planet in London. Oh right, yeah. So I went and queued up and mm. had things signed. And um, uh, Nick Frost was the first one in the line. Oh yeah. I, I had. I brought my girlfriend at the time with me, and I had a copy of the space, the mm. new space DVD, and I'd given her Shaun of the Dead to get yeah, signed. Yeah. And so I got mine signed and moved along. She gave him Sean the Dead and he said, oh, who should I make it out to? And she went, oh, it's for him. I don't even know who you are. So <laughs> he wrote on my Sean of the Dead DVD, I've got Nick Frost has written uh, to Tom, ditch her, love Nick Frost. <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved further along the line after we'd finished. Yeah. I sort of gave my girlfriend a bit of a hug and a kiss. Yeah. And Nick Frost just went, Tom, what are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that super cool. They just seem like super cool, nice people as well. Yeah, or like Nick Frost as well. Like particularly, like yeah, seems really, really likable. I'm oh, not definitely. really, I'm not really his autobiography yet. But no, um, I'd like to though because I've in the interviews I've heard with him, he yeah. sounds like a really interesting yeah. guy who's had like quite an interesting life. Yeah, definitely. He went and lived on the kibbutz and things like that when he was mm. quite young, didn't he? Yeah. And you also think like how he got into space. He was just like Simon Pegg's mate. Yeah, yeah. That's a great story. And apparently, I don't know if it was on. Uh, Scroobius Pip podcast or something, but where they were saying how how they got him on to Spaced is that they showed like the producer a picture of another actor that was like <laughs> I think I've heard yeah, that. yeah, but he, yeah. Was, he was he was <laughs> showing like a picture of like another actor called Nick Frost who was yeah. you know like a, you know like a proper, a proper actor, actor yeah showed him and said oh this is the Nick Frost but then yeah. it was just That's his ridiculous. mate Nick Frost yeah. and apparently even Edgar Wright was like wary like well he's you know. I well, you would be, wouldn't yeah. you, you know? But then you watch it, and he is fucking amazing. Yeah, like, he, proper yeah. smashes it out of the park, like, scene-stealing. so, so funny. Yeah. Like, I, you were probably the same as me. Like, I could just mm. endlessly quote space. Oh, yeah. But the mic lines are always the yeah. best. Like, oh, yeah, my mum kicked me out. Shot, Shot the cat up the, the arsehole. arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I'd lived the whole oh, way funnier. <laughs> and it is much funnier. Yeah, definitely. Shot the cat up the arse is funny. Shot the cat, the cat of the arsehole. I've learned that lesson. Do you remember we did a, a comedy skit? Oh, and yeah. I said arse when I should have said arsehole. Oh, uh, yeah. is funnier. That's true. 
I'm glad you mentioned there that we uh, um, put on comedy and perform comedy. Yeah. yeah. Just as a, a note. At a very amateur level. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're nothing. Special. We we definitely don't have ideas above our station yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what what got you into performing? Comedy? Um, for me, it was because it's similar to you. It was something I'd wanted to do for a long, long mm. time. Like probably since I was about not not as a kid, but like late early teens. It was definitely something I loved the idea of. But I always just was too chicken. I just yeah. thought there's no way I could ever be brave enough to do that. Definitely. Um, and then, when I was 27, I met someone that did it. Yeah. And then it was just this sudden revelation that actually it was things people did in a pub on a yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. And until you find that out, you've got no way of linking wanting to do it yeah. with people doing it on TV. Yeah. And you, I never would have imagined that this was something people did in their spare time. Yeah, as a hobby. As a hobby. Yeah. And like, yeah. Um, so I met someone that did it. I went to watch them do it. And I was stood there thinking, well, I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it. And that's yeah, yeah. like, you know, um, yeah, not that I'm anything special, but if, so, if anybody, if I'm talking about it to someone and they ever say, like, oh, yeah. I, I want to do it, like, the first thing I say is, you just, just do just it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah because yeah. It, is, it is something you can literally just walk mm. into a pub and do. No, maybe not li- just, just walk into well, any pub. There has to be a comedy night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But is, yours is a similar story. Very isn't similar, it? yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I um, it's probably the same pub we're talking about as well. Golden Fleece, the Golden Fleece in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I you know I've I play I play in bands and have done for years, a long time now. Um, and I used to play a lot of gigs at the Fleece in Chelsea. Um, yeah. But I, I've always wanted to just try stand up, and I've always written bits of material. And I always like writing, yeah. and I've um, like written scripts and things just as like just for myself, really. I never yeah. had any. Like a thing that these things would get made, like short film scripts or sitcom scripts or whatever, mm. um, and always a little bit of stand up. But it's hard to sort of write stand up until you've done stand up. Yeah. It's this weird oh, catch twenty two, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. yeah, especially if you because I didn't really go to many like especially open mic nights. Mm. My main sort of thing of stand up was what you saw on telly. Yeah, and I would have gone to see Bill Bailey or someone like that. Exactly, you see the big names, names with yeah, like yeah. running shows that they're yeah doing you know two hours yeah, of yeah. stuff. Um, sort of the idea, you know, being able to do a five-minute set seemed like. Well, how do you how exactly? Do you... Where do you even start? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, where so, did you start? Well, I again, I and I, well, I was playing like, with one of my bands at the, the Fleece, and I saw they had a open mic comedy night. Yeah. With the most like awkward name ever, which was "Come and Have a Go If You Think You're Funny Enough." Oh God, I remember when it was called that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I yeah. mean, that is a yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I saw uh, a fly for that, and I thought, I'll, I'll go and watch. I'll go and watch. I think I am funny enough. I will come. And have <laughs> I'll a go, go and have a go. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't have the intention of going to have a go. I thought okay. I'll go and watch, and I invited like, a couple of friends. That's treacherous. But because but I didn't intend to go on stage, I thought because no. I didn't want to just go on my own. I thought, oh, no. I think I kind of might as well watch it. And I think if it's good, and I'll chat to the people running it and say, yeah. next month, do you want to? Yeah. If I thought it was any good, and if I, you know. and I watched it, and it started, and I thought, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said to the MC, uh, are there any spots? So you were there. I'll put you on, and like you know, you're on the here and then. Oh, that's so cool. And I did it. And it seemed to go well, and I, I, I genuinely can't remember any of the material that I did. Can you not? No, I can't remember any of it. But you, um, you always do jokey jokes, don't you? Yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. Because you're very good at writing like 
quick via one yeah, line yeah. all that stuff. So well, would you have done no. stuff like that? Or? No, well, I think I didn't know. I think there was probably bits of that in there. Yeah. But I think it was more. I really don't know. I really genuinely can't think what it was. What it was. I think it was probably there was probably some of that, but it was probably a lot more just chatting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, you're very good at that as well. You're just very conversational. Like you, you MC very well. You know because you've got that. Side Do you know why? I, I mean, I, I think I'm okay, but uh, I, the reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't even like, the reason I can like compare gigs and the yeah. reason I can like <coughs> improvise a bit is because of running role playing games for years. You I think I've said this before. Yeah. I think like the years of running role playing games and winging it like you know when DMing games and things have to think on your feet. Yeah, I yeah. genuinely think that's given me like the sort of brain power to be able to do that when I'm performing comedy. It, there's definitely a link there, isn't it? It definitely makes yeah. sense, you know. Um but on a yeah, on <laughs> a, di- a digression. Um like I um yeah, I don't know what I did at that set, but it went well. Mm. And I thought, oh, it's amazing. And I remember getting the bus home. I got the bus home on my own. Yeah. Like, and thinking, bloody hell, I just did, I just performed comedy. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It was a weird thing. Like, it was like, and that, well, I wasn't drunk or anything. Like, I don't really drink. No. And it wasn't, it was, it was sort of like, I thought, oh, I did it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought well, I'll go back next month. I did next month, and I'd, I think I'd wrote, wrote uh, written all new stuff. Mm. And it was crap. <laughs> I was terrible. But I probably wasn't that bad. But in my mind, I died on my ass. Yeah. I don't think I did. No. But in my mind, I died. And yeah. Well, it's a hot. It's a hot. There's expectation, isn't there? You yeah. Know, like sometimes you can have an okay gig, and walk off feeling like you've completely humiliated yourself yeah. you know because especially in a situation like that where you've done it once yeah and it's gone amazing yeah you know a hundred percent of times i went down really well exactly yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i had a similar thing because my first gig went okay as well yeah. and i remember coming finishing a similar thing like feeling like this massive sense of achievement as having finally done it yeah. and it's gone well um but then i think that is you're constantly doing that like i've been doing yeah. it for about three years now i think and it's constantly this game of like that gig went really well so the next one will go really well and that yeah. one you fucking die in yeah. your ass and then that you think oh that went shit the next one will go shit and then that one goes well and it's yeah like, you, you can never predict how it's gonna go you know yeah and that's sort of half the fun of it a bit and also yeah. half the horribleness it, of it <laughs> i always say that when you have a, a really good gig mm. it's like falling in love and when you have a hard gig it's like having your heart broken it's like yeah. it because there's there's this there's a because you know if you go badly it's a rejection it's a personal yeah. rejection you can't help but feel like that yeah, you, you yeah. put something out to an audience and comedy is the reason it's different from music is music you can play a song in your bedroom and it'll be good as good as it was when you played it live yeah, yeah. with comedy there's a call and response and you're asking yeah. someone to approve of something yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and if they don't it's, it can feel fucking it horrible it feels horrible yeah, yeah. Um, no it is Again, it is one of those things as well. It's not like when you're in a band, and that. But I say the same thing to like uh, bands that you know. You, you see people that have just started a band or whatever, and they say, "Oh, we'll, we'll practice for a while, write loads of stuff, record, and then we'll start gigging." And it's like, no, just just go and gig, even if you're yeah. shit. You've got three songs, work out a couple of covers or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. just go and gig because you won't you won't be able to tell what works until you're gigging. No, but that is like tenfold. When it comes to comedy, yeah, 
because you you'll never know if a joke works. Yeah. You you can't. It's impossible to rehearse. Yeah. You can learn your lines. You can yeah, figure yeah. out what you're going to say. But you, I'm sure you've had this experience. I'm sure anybody has had this experience that you'll go up and you'll start saying something, and they won't be laughing where you've expected them to yeah. laugh. And suddenly there's this joke yeah. in your material that you haven't spotted. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And then yeah, you yeah. have to rework it around that. And yeah. You know, I, I've got a piece of material that no one has ever laughed in the right place at. <laughs> is this the I think it is? Yeah, yeah, I've got a bit of material with a spade, and yeah. no one ever laughs the way yeah. I want them to, but they still laugh <laughs> at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, like I said, it is. Uh, again, I think when you're doing it at our level, which is a very. Yeah, very. Hobby low. level, low level. It's open there's, mic, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's long gaps between doing gigs as well. Yeah, it can be, yeah, yeah. So. It is there is that extra thing of like you do a gig and it's shit and you think well, I've not got another gig like this man. yeah yeah and you, you sort of in you eat you up until you do another good one yeah whereas I mean I don't know if it would be much worse when you're doing you know a lot of people do open mic you know they do five gigs a week or yeah. four gigs a week do you know what I mean um, people that proper do it can, can do that in London and things yeah I don't know if it's that's worse I don't know if Doing a good know. night and having a run of really good gigs and then suddenly having a bad gig, is it having those emotions all condensed into a week? Yeah. That we, you know, we would have in like you know a month. Maybe I've never really had that. I've never really done. Yeah. Like, well, apart from when we were in Edinburgh. Edinburgh yeah. Like, I've never really done a string of gigs for longer yeah. than about a week. You know? Yeah. And um, yeah, you're right. It is, it, it, that distance between gigs can be really like. Because also, if you have a shit one and you don't do one for ages, the yeah. next time you go up, you're like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. And then you do it, and I always feel like if I've had a long break before a set, I feel like the set that I've just done is sort of wasted. Yeah. And I feel like, well, I spent that whole 10 minutes like getting into gear. Yeah. And if I had a yeah, set tomorrow, true, yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah. But, you know, I've. Well, I found just... that in Edinburgh that, um, you know, a lot of the time in Edinburgh you spend flyering and worrying that people are going to come to yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, again, when we put it on gigs, you know, a monthly gig we do in Colchester or whatever. Mm. I feel I felt more nervous about people coming to them because if no one turns up to the one that we do once a month, then you think fuck we've just waited a month to do this gig. Yeah. Whereas in Edinburgh, you think oh, I've got another one tomorrow. Yeah. I know that seems weird. No, no, but I know yeah. exactly. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. I felt less um, uh, less under pressure. I felt like I could just mess around more. Do you know what I mean? I felt yeah. like there was less expected. I expected less from an audience and the audience expected less from me yeah you know it's I mean? true yeah. much more relaxed I think which is wouldn't necessarily how you'd expect it to be yeah yeah I was surprised mm. by that sort of I was expecting to feel like the pressure the same pressure I have when you're worrying about people turning up to you know your monthly gig that yeah. you put on every night in Edinburgh yeah whereas I felt a lot more like relaxed and a lot, yeah, it was weird but I've sort of seen I sort of kind of relaxed about our monthly ones now as well because mm. like touch wood we've been getting yeah. okay numbers for a while we yeah, probably yeah. won't now no yeah, yeah. <laughs> jinxed it. Yeah. you know not fan, not amazing numbers no, but good but for enough. us we've, yeah. we've not had a night yeah. for a long time where there's not been enough people there to really make it work yeah. and um, so that's that's made me worry less about it and particularly with the stuff we do once a month it's more like it would be with a band because there's there's four of us doing it yeah. so it's less that we're out there on our own it's that's more true. Like yeah, yeah. we're doing something and people are watching us you know yeah well, that leads like sort of onto like you know a few years ago where we had a uh, you and I had a big conversation about how oh, to yeah. approach doing comedy yeah 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 and changing it and sort of doing just instead of just going into London and doing gigs that aren't very fun mm. 
we thought, well, fuck it, we'll just start our own thing. Yeah. And we'll just start putting on nights. And we'll, again, like you would, again, like I said, I played in bands and they're normally sort of metal or punk bands. Yeah. And sort of the done thing is that you'll just put on a gig. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Someone, there'll be someone that's putting on a gig in the corner of a pub or a function of a pub somewhere yeah. or, you know, in an art gallery or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you have some hardcore punk bands playing in the corner of an art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. You know, I've played <laughs> at gigs where that has happened. Um, but like, it's sort of, it's like it, doing that with comedy. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It must do. There must be, I reckon every town, especially a bigger town, must have it's got to. something it's going got on. To. It's got to. Um, so, and if, you know, find it and if it hasn't just do just it do it you know? make it make, like, yeah. we, we, that was a long time ago we had that chat but I feel mm. like we've sort of managed to sort of do it really yeah. since we had that chat because yeah. we, we run our own nights now and it's nice being able to do it yourself do you know what I mean because yeah. like I don't know how you feel but I've kind of had enough of London gigs really yeah like, well, I mean I never really did lots of them anyway no. Uh, I mean, for, like financial reasons yeah. and well, sanity expensive. reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, not to not to do down anybody mm. that does run them because I've done nights in London that are incredible. But yeah. I've done nights in London that aren't. Yeah, you know, and it's um, there's just something not very nice about going into a quite an unfriendly city. Yeah, and having an unfriendly night. Yeah. and coming home and feeling humiliated. Yeah, you know? yeah it's true. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And I guess if you're again, like I said, if you're doing them every night and you live in London. Then I imagine it's completely different. Yeah, whereas when you 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 know you're traveling an hour into London, yeah, traveling an hour back, with, and you know that's at least what twenty twenty five pounds. Yeah, you know, so that you're financially invested, yeah. you're emotionally invested, yeah, yeah. and it, it's not good. And again, go there's always that pressure. Oh, it's a London gig. You know, yeah. I mean, you always have that. We got a gig in London. You got to do London gigs. Yeah. And then again, I was I always have that sort of opinion of well, why like exactly you know, why like yeah why can't I just start? Especially the thing now, like again, you, you, as we're recording ourselves talking and we can put that out and people yeah. anyway can listen to that potentially listen to it you know <laughs> we can record a comedy show or and just put, put it, out. it on and people I mean, might yeah. come you know yeah like I think there's it's easy to fall into this trap of like oh well I've got to do London if I'm going to yeah, do yeah. it I've got to do London but I'm not under any illusions of like I don't expect to be yeah, yeah. on TV in the next five years <laughs> no be 11 years <laughs> um, but I don't, you know. I think we've said before. If 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 this never gets bigger than it is at the moment, mm. I'll still be happy with it. Yeah, because it's a thing. And again, it's. It, I think, and I I think that's a good way. Maybe we should end on this note. Yeah, is that uh, I think a good way of seeing it. And I think maybe not just with comedy, but with anything that you're really into. Yeah, is doing it because you like have to do it exactly yeah. instead of doing it as there's a being a goal. And I guess you know if there's people that want to do comedy as a career and they push it and they end up doing it fucking brilliant yeah but it's a weird thing it's never there's never a stigma about it when it comes to music really and maybe no. there is when it, to, to some but there is a very big DIY music scene yeah. around the world people put on put on gigs release their own stuff start their own labels yeah print their own t-shirts you know do everything themselves and it's just sort of a given that, that but that's happen. a given especially with yeah. certain you know like punk music or more out there music yeah why isn't it the same with more out there comedy and more yeah because it, yeah. can, it can be the same you know um and it's you know i i think that the people that i've met who are serious about becoming a comedian mm. they're generally the ones that are only do it 
for a couple of years, six months yeah. to, to a year, you know, because they get disillusioned and they yeah. think, why aren't I famous yet? And yeah. so they give up. Whereas it's like, strange, isn't it? And I don't think that's something you can choose. I think if you're going to keep doing comedy, you, you're going to keep doing it because you need to. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or you have this desire for doing yeah. it. Whereas, you know, sometimes you can do that and that can come perfectly in line with, yeah. the, with the desire for the career and they can match yeah. up perfectly. But I've, Yeah, and I think that goes with everything, not just comedy or music. Yeah. If you're into writing we live in a time where i you know you can write a novel and release it on your kindle or whatever yeah you you can make a film on your phone and well there's been so many examples of that happening. yeah, yeah. Like the martian the last week yeah, yeah. the guy wrote that film and released it on his as self-published that as an ebook yeah, yeah. and then after a few yeah. years ridley, ridley scott, scott is the, it, yeah, directing yeah. the film you know like that that, that is the world yeah. where that can happen and now, you, know, you know you can and you can design your own board game and yeah. release it print and play you can design your own role playing game you can sculpt your own miniatures and so you know when 3D printing becomes oh, bigger man. when I am so waiting for a consumer <laughs> like an affordable consumer yeah 3D when 3D printing, printing yeah. that is going to be you know that's yeah. bang especially when it comes to like miniatures gaming and stuff that yeah. is going to change so, so why be beholden to what you're expected to be doing yeah why think that you're not fa- why think that you're failing comedy if you're not doing three gigs a week you yeah know? oh yeah like, or I'm not you know oh, I'll do open mic for a year and if nothing happens I'll stop but why? You're not going well, to learn why, how why to do it, do it for a year. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, don't do yeah. it at all if that's your yeah, attitude. Yeah. yeah, you know, and yeah, like, and there's a in being jealous of people that are doing. You know, I've never understood that. Yeah, like, and I think there's always an yeah. element of it. Do you know what I mean? You, you always think, oh, I wish I if was. If someone's yeah. like fucking shit, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if they deserve what they've got, yeah, yeah. It, it's not success isn't a zero sum game. Just exactly. because someone's doing well doesn't mean you can't. You're, as yeah, well, exactly. You know? Yeah, and again, I think that's. Something I think doing comedy is something to remember, really, because you, you 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 do meet a few people that are very um, I don't know. There's a little bit snobby and <laughs> a little bit um, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, oh, you are you know you do gigs out in Essex and back yeah. in the middle of nowhere, like well, <laughs> no, nah. yeah, well. But there's a lot of people that don't go into London to watch comedy that fucking love comedy, yeah. Of course there is. Like, yeah. There's more people outside of London than there are in. You exactly. know, like, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's a nice place to end. Yeah, like, we'll maybe the... a bit self-indulgent, that one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Tell us what you think. <laughs> Send us hate tweets. Um, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. If anyone is listening, we could just be shouting into the void yeah. doing this. But, what I, uh, I think we're doing is essentially shouting our opinions into the cupboard. And if, uh, <laughs> if people do hear, it's because they're on the other side of the wall trying to listen to something yeah, else. That's, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.